Hi everyone. My name is Pankaj Mishra and I'll be your host for the SaaS Bhumi podcast. Over the next episodes, I'll be bringing deep conversations with SaaS founders, product builders, technologists, designers, investors and people who are shaping India's SaaS ecosystem. So stay tuned and keep listening. Really thrilled to be joined by Sakshi and Ashish Tulsiyan, the co-founders of Podgest. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, thanks, Mangaj. Thanks, Mangaj. You know, this happened a couple of days ago. I was chatting with Ashish, and uh, he took me through the the journey uh, of past three months, and it, it it felt like I'm I'm leading a thriller. <laughs> it had all the twists and turns, and and. The, the whole surprise element, and that's how he <laughs> normally is. But it was wonderful to hear that because, you know, it, a lot around us is challenging, but for entrepreneurs to find deep lessons in these time periods is amazing. So that's kind of why I was very keen to have this conversation. But before we start, uh, Sakshi and Ashish, uh, can you spend some time talking about how did you get here? Uh, you know, can you just take me through some of the early building blocks uh, of POSIST itself? Uh, that will set a good context for us to do a deep dive. Yeah, sure, sure, Mankaj. Uh, uh, you know, I'll I'll take that uh, that up. So, uh, I think for us, uh, like like most of the entrepreneur stories, uh, for us, this was uh, pretty much an accident and a good one. Given, uh, uh, so me and Sakshi both were uh, uh, college classmates. And uh, but that was the start of the love and not the startup itself. Sakshi was the was the one who was genuinely doing engineering. I was just uh, uh, pretending to do one. And uh, I started a telecom company then. Uh, that was my you know student startup, quote unquote, and and that continued uh, post engineering. And Sakshi came out of college uh, uh, and joined Sapient uh, Corporation for for the next couple of years. And then we got married. And um, uh, while while this was happening, my telecom company was doing well, and and uh, and when Sakshi joined in, Sakshi came from like this services sapient, uh, you know, sort of, uh, and that euphoria led her to uh, start another uh, services tech uh, web development services company. So while we we both were running, you know, these two companies separately, we of course got a taste of working with each other, and and you know, Sakshi was superb with uh, you know her management, her. Or you know processes structure uh, leading the teams to you know the predictable outcomes. I was the one who was more creative, gut, um, or, or rather the, these are the fancy words for the unorganized chaotic guy. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, but but in in this time we we actually got a chance to work together you know in a in a loosely coupled way and uh, and we en- ended up investing in a restaurant uh, just because we thought that probably telecom and her web development company was not making life miserable enough. So, uh, <laughs> and, and, uh, and definitely uh, restaurant did the trick. So we were absolutely miserable and restaurant was actually the toughest business we ever have seen so far, by the way. So um, it, it's literally a 24 seven on the toes uh, sort of job. So uh, we did not succeed at the restaurant, to be honest, at first. We, I mean, our first three months were quite bad. Um, and there was, a, there was this dichotomy where on one side, restaurant was doing very well. That means every day food was great. Sales were great. Our location was great. We were paying a bomb on rent uh, for the location and that was paying off. But on the other side, what was not going well was, you know, keeping up with the operations, keeping up with, uh, you know, the staff, uh, uh, making sure that, you know, small integrities of, you uh, um, buying the raw material, uh, making sure that the taste every day is same and people are not thieving and there's no pilferage and there's no wastage and then margin on top of it and then lots of stuff. We, we discovered that restaurant had, you know, like it was deeper on the uh, below the ground, uh, you know, than what meets the eye. So our tech instincts kicked. We, uh, we ended up building a product for our own restaurant. And uh, early on, this was definitely not a business idea. We... Uh, we were genuinely, genuinely trying to solve our own problem. And uh, it was more of uh, that, you know, given that we have invested in the restaurant, it's on why to shut it down and, you know, why not see this through and learn from it. That was the, that was the pursuit. That was the idea. And, 
but then universe conspired uh, you know i ended up exiting my telecom company sakshi was also kind of done with services um, we both uh, were talking about you know cracking one thing together and in this period we also gathered a few excellent uh, outstanding individuals who were working for you know respective companies who we felt you know if if all can come together we can we can crack something uh, you know bigger and greater and uh, and there was there was process because because we could clearly see that we were solving a problem at restaurants which other restaurant restaurants are talking about and we i think gathered our first 10 customers uh, you know barely uh, i mean with with no we did not even have a company name so so we did not have a name for this product and uh, uh, gyanis ice cream in delhi was the first uh, first home grown chain gyanis ice cream you can think of bombay people can think of it like naturals and and uh, bangalore people can think of it like corner house or chennai you think of it like arun ice cream yeah. so it's like it's exactly like a, a very similar home grown chain and and these guys came and they bought it from us and i think we never looked back because uh, early early on we gave it uh, gave this product a working name called billet and um, but then billet was a there was an american company who had billet.com and they were into something very different but but then we had to change the name so um, to cut it short in 2012 we we ended up exiting all our businesses including the restaurant and uh, we incorporated possessed and and since then it has been one focused uh, journey uh, on the restaurant tech on the fnb only and uh, it's been 8 years we this this february we celebrated our 8th anniversary and uh, and after that covid hit so so we'll we'll of course talk about it a little later wow <laughs> sakshi how has it been co-founding and and building the company i mean more importantly uh, you know many times we talk about the co-founder chemistry and you know from what i have watched very closely as an outsider you know it also ends up being one of the reasons why startups don't do well but uh, how did it work for you i mean how do you uh, you know divide roles uh, to start with right yeah i think uh, you're absolutely correct for any startup or anything to work the chemistry between whosoever you know is running is very important and i think personally i feel for that chemistry to work mutual respect for each other's work and skills is much more important uh, so particularly in you know uh, our case from day 1 we've kind of been successful in identifying the strengths and weaknesses on both sides right so where ashish in the initial introduction said that you know uh, i i might be good with operations and management and a bit more organized than him so that is the part which i have been uh, taking up in possessed uh, completely with all ownership and ashish on the other side has been very great with his strategy his thinking uh, getting opportunities for the company thinking ahead of time and and that is something which personally i admire uh, from him and and learn from each other so so i think that is something which has kind of worked for us there are times when difference of opinion can be there uh, when we are uh, trying to solve a problem but i think at that point of time if the direction you know if the direction can be different but the goal has to be the same so so it's it's important to keep our egos aside and think that the best is for the company and not for us if the company will do good the startup will do good i think all of us should do good yeah that that's very well said actually and i think uh, it has definitely lessons for uh, all the co-founders before we jump into uh, the past 3 months case study that we were talking about uh, if you were to pick two three defining moments for possessed uh, you know they can good or bad for that matter right you know i'm sure people talk of uh, startup valleys of death or existential threats at the same time there are also these tipping points which kind of just take you uh, the hockey stick or, or whatever you call it right mm-hmm. so if you were to hand pick uh, two three such uh, moments in possessed over the eight years can you just briefly talk about them and what you learned uh i'll i'll i think i can i can recall a few so i think pankaj first one was uh, uh it was back in 2014 when uh, you know things were going well we were already two and a half years into it and uh, you know just just before i before i say this i should define that see we were we were also kind of creating a category because before us uh, 
point of sale system in the restaurants or restaurant management systems were not really uh, you know cloud based they were not online they were very archaic uh, you know legacy systems and and restaurants were like uh, closed black boxes they they did not have any connect to the outer world and by that what i mean is uh, you know uh, even till even till 5 6 years back you were calling a restaurant you did not know uh, what's happening with the order you don't know uh, whether they are you know charging money whether they are depositing tax or not restaurants were like a full closed business they did not want to open up to the world and uh, when we uh, you know for the first time uh, went to the restaurant selling a cloud based system our you know the first reaction was not whether the product is required or not first first reaction you know of those restaurant owners were was why do you even exist like <laughs> no there is no there is no problem and we actually had to uh, you know uh, market it the way where we used to start with that okay where you are like we used to define sir you are using this right now you can use why if if you know you look for and then we are the z and you know we can take you you know to a, a step higher anyway so uh, so 12 13 14 we did pretty you know well with that because prediction was that nobody is going to buy and we i think gathered 500 600 plus customers which were largely smbs small standalone restaurants was the lower hanging fruit for us and we were doing pretty well there one defining moment for us was uh, september of uh, 2014 a top tier vc firm approached us and uh, they met us through they discovered us through morpheus and we 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 are proudly a part of uh, you know morpheus gang and uh, in one of the morpheus retreats uh, the, this vc met us and um, and as soon as retreat ended you know we got a call from his office um, in next two days we met them three times uh, third day we had the term sheet uh we were extremely confused because we did not know what was happening and uh, we did not have a deck we did not have any projections we did not have anything remotely uh, which uh, felt like we are raising funds and um, and suddenly we were getting this multi million dollar valuation um uh, to the point that uh, me and sakshi were so um, so surprised by all of it and the speed of it that we also told the vc that hey you know what we we don't know how to make these projections and and probably uh, we cannot respond to you in next 48 hours or a seven, or 7 days uh, <laughs> so you need to help us and 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 he actually sent his analyst to our office yeah. to uh, create a projection plan and presentation for for their ic um so we were even more confused we were like uh, i did not i mean i remember i calling samir of morpheus and and i said samir what am i missing i did not know we were so hot and uh, and what what is what are they seeing in in us because i'm now scared uh just because i don't know what it is so so that happened and i think september october uh, we spent in this this um you know there is this this euphoria about uh, uh you know about possibility of getting multi million dollars in your bank and especially when you don't have a plan to spend them uh, <laughs> so so we spent september and october and i think that was a time when we also started losing touch with reality and i'm 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 not only saying this in hindsight i think we felt it in those days me and sakshi you know have operated with a lot of gut and intuition and of course you know good and bad has come out of it but i think we have we've always been peaceful peaceful with that part we've enjoyed the journey quite well uh, so so we started questioning that in october that hey you know what we actually don't agree with any part of their plan and just because they are giving us 3 million dollars should we go ahead and take it because this is going to lead to you know something bad tomorrow because we don't agree fundamentally with what they are ta- what they are saying um uh, we tried to cope with it we tried to talk to the vc one day they came back and they said uh, um uh, hey we have an idea i said okay what is that said you don't need 3 million dollars you need 7 million dollars and we were like oh man this is this is even going crazy and uh, we got another term sheet and uh, and this time they said and i said what i said sir i barely knew what to do with 3 i have no idea what to do with 7 and uh, i i just want to know how did you come up with this number he said oh we'll we are going to open offices in 10 different countries in next 6 months and and i think in that in those 2 months we also realized that we were not talking about i mean in those two months we did not talk about customers we did not talk about product we did not talk about pricing we did not talk about anything we only talked about how to reach an imaginary number of restaurants 
uh, in next 18 months to secure the next round <laughs> and uh, we i remember november probably was the worst month of our life uh, 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 yeah. mentally because uh, because we were now now the, now we felt two problems on one side you know pankaj we actually started dreaming about spending few crores a month yeah and and by dreaming i don't really mean fondly i mean uh, you know our operating point shifted in our head we also started thinking that oh unless we have a cto worth a crore things are not going to happen and this is us that startup who's whose total expense monthly is 5 lakh rupees a month so <laughs> so you know our operating point thinking everything shifted we started talking about vp of five things uh, we ourselves were not vp enough and uh, and 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 all of this was khali palau right we were all just imagining things and uh, you know in november there came a point where i said boss this is not happening and uh, me and sachi both fortunately were on the same page that we don't need this and uh, this is going to be catastrophic and and we called samir and i asked, I asked samir samir how how do we do this i want to say no samir said yaar uh, don't 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 worry chill relax it'll all i said no it'll not not fall in place it it won't work and sachi was also very strong uh strong on it uh so he said you should not say no if the vc says no it's okay so so he said okay, that's that's fair and we went back to the partner and we we told him uh you know we actually for the first time in last two and a half months voiced uh that we don't agree with all the plan and uh and this guy said uh, then it's a deal breaker and uh we bowed down and we said sir uh, uh, as you say and uh, and and we and we bailed out of it <laughs> we immediately from their office i remember we went to a we went yeah. to our favorite restaurant <laughs> opened opened we had yes. a good lunch <laughs> yeah so <laughs> and we were very very happy and it was so confusing because we just couldn't tell anyone that we are the ones who are happy for saying no to a term sheet and i'm and i'm saying this in all humility uh, it was not really arrogant we actually felt suffocated uh, and it was not because of the vc to be honest i think we have also grown up now to realize uh, uh, if you were asking this me if if i was telling you this in like say 2015 16 i would have said this probably you know making a demon out of the vc uh, but not really uh, today i actually look back and i see that you know we, we just had different plans like you know that money has a different mandate and probably the mandate uh, on which uh, our life uh, you know is running is very different i think me and sakshi both are very uh, you know we are enjoying this journey we are very happy with it we don't really have uh, we have ambition but that ambition is not really for a specific exit uh, and that money comes with a mandate which is fair uh, you know when one should play by the rules Uh, of the game they are signing up for so anyway that was a defining moment because november when we said no we also had this very funny and scary feeling of vacuum now we did not have those imaginary millions <laughs> and all those imaginary vp of five things faded away and we actually took december to recoup and and i don't know how much can you feel it right now uh, but but i'm uh, i mean we literally had to take a month to recoup uh, thanks to that uh, you know december is also a very low month in the restaurant sales like for yeah. us so that was that was extremely good for us and uh, but from january this also gave us a time to literally rethink our entire business and uh, i cannot thank that vc enough because in 2015 uh, we took uh, you know certain calls for example we literally rewrote our entire product in in 2015 we relaunched that product in january of 16 with a new pricing and this time we took our pricing by 10x uh, up by 10 to 20x actually because in this period when we were churning all these numbers and making all these presentations we could clearly see one uh, common thing that every time uh, you know vc wanted to get a very big outcome out of this they had to really multiply it by a very large number of restaurants and uh, and that was because our pricing was low and uh, and i said okay one thing is very clear from this experiment that our pricing is low and it is so low that you multiply it by any number and the outcome will remain small so uh, so we probably need to work on the segment or the pricing or the product and i think we worked on all three so that's that remains as one of the major milestones in our journey where uh you know uh, 
in 16 we literally flip so when we look at process journey 12 to 16 is one part and 16 to 20 is is an altogether uh, you know different part they don't they're not alike and we are sure that 20 onwards also it will not be <laughs> it will be different <laughs> thanks to the current times but any other anecdote any any other milestone i think one thing which i still remember which made us think a lot about our business uh, was when ashish uh, met one of our uh, angel investors in singapore uh, and and he asked ashish a question that uh, who's your customer oh damn yeah. and uh, ashish very confidently as he is or you know <laughs> he's like everyone and uh, then that gentleman asked again uh, actually i'll i'll i'll, I'll tell <laughs> yeah, you yeah i think you uh, can tell that better yeah I, i'll tell you pankaj i, I think yeah you're right sachi what, so, what, what, what a point yeah. right so pankaj i was in singapore for for something and um, um, mm-hmm. i asked one of our uh, one of our very active angel uh, in fact uh, you know shubham shubham gupta he's now a vc at uh, matrix he earlier used to be at goldman sachs uh, singapore and mm-hmm. um, and uh, uh, we only raised one angel round long back he was he was a part of that uh, through let's venture and he um, so he just heard that i'm in singapore and uh, unfortunately he was out of singapore at, at, on on that day so he said hey uh, you know i'm feeling very bad that i'm not able to meet you but i am definitely going to make you meet somebody very cool i said okay short and he made me meet his friend who was uh, uh, who actually met me and in 10 minutes he said dude you know what what you do i don't understand any bit of it but i think you should meet my dad i said okay what does your dad do he said he has been a vc and a pe guy for ages and he has invested in a lot of startups i don't understand what he does but uh, what i know is that uh, he was the early guy who set up uh, uh, some of the largest funds in india and singapore so he's retired now, but you should meet him. Come home and 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 meet. So next day I went home. I went to his place and I wanted to meet uncle. And I had no idea what was like. In fact, I was almost cursing, borderline cursing Shubham. That what did he get me into? Who am I meeting? Why am I meeting? As soon as I entered, there was this uh, this elderly gentleman who was sitting uh, with his notes and a diary uh, in his in his living living room and just before i could sit down uh, and, and his son was not at home nobody was at home and he said so um you're ashish i said uh, yes uh, okay have a seat so uh, uh, how do we start this and i was like what the hell what, what are we starting and uh, he said i looked you up and i did a, did some sort of research so i have my notes on exactly what you do and um, uh, take five minutes and tell me what you do and uh, then i'll tell you what i think about it <laughs> I said, "Wow!" Uh, so I, I I tried to tell him something in the next five minutes. I don't even remember. It was all a blur. And then and then he, without any change of expression, he said, uh, "Okay, okay, okay, okay. I, I get all this. I get all this. You tell me one thing. Who's your customer?" I said, "I said, oh, restaurant." He said, "No, no. What kind of restaurant is your customer? What kind of restaurants do you serve? And what kind of restaurants you cannot serve?" I thought this is a challenge. So I very triumphantly say, oh, sir, everybody on the street is my customer. Every restaurant I can serve. Our product is so versatile and so good that we are able to, like, we don't say no to anyone. (laughs) As soon as I ended that, he ribbed me apart. He he closed his diary. He took a sigh and he, he just sat, like, he back on the sofa, resigned from this conversation, said... <sighs> you're never, you're never gonna make money. I said, sorry. Uh, he said, um, hmm, I see you're a smart guy. Okay, your wife is also a co-founder. I see. Well, you both will make money for yourself, but um, this is not going to be a successful company. In fact, uh, uh, you're going to be quite screwed. Uh, uh, I'm really worried for you. And I, I, I can't tell you what emotions I went through, uh, but uh, I, I was literally looking for a camera because I thought this is some sort of bakara or a prank <laughs> Shubham is playing, playing on me. Uh, uh, and, and I asked him, Ki, sir, uh, uh, I'm, I'm really not sure how to take this, but, but can you also help me understand better? He said, well, you need to do your research and you need to come back to me. But let me give you one quick hint. Uh, if everybody is your customer, you basically are lazy and you have not figured out who's your customer. And uh, and uh, if you don't know who's your customer, forget scaling. You will never be able to scale. You will do business. You will make money, uh, uh, but that's all. 
and uh, and uh, you should definitely know who is not your customer you should know who is your customer you should know what are the attributes who define which define your customer and um, 80% of your work should only be for the segment which you define very very clearly i said but how can i how can i define he said uh, time up uh, you can leave and i i actually had to get up and there was a walk of shame uh, you know and and i actually did not take a taxi that day it sounds very filmy but i actually walked back to my hotel because i was so so screwed i can't tell you but uh, but that stayed with me that that entire conversation stayed with me and i kept on binging on that conversation when i came back uh, next 3 months we actually discovered our customer yeah so and uh, you know that was also in middle of this journey of changing our pricing i think we could actually solidify our pricing we could actually solidify what we do and scale to whatever little extent we have been able to scale uh, just because of that just because of you know somebody shaking us out of our la la land and uh, you know telling us that okay not everybody is your customer um, so yeah so that's yeah, that's that, another that stage and you know th- this was this also happened uh, i think uh, somewhere between end of uh, 16 16 right yeah, yeah. so so last 3 years you know every year when we complete our uh, financial year and we look back what we have done what we have achieved personally i don't know you know mm-hmm. we've not talked about it much but personally we always see ki okay are we selling to the right segment that we chose 3 years we back. narrow down we narrow down further every year and i think i think every time we narrow down our arpu so one nugget i can tell you and you know to conclude this point is that Mm-hmm. over the years uh, our average revenue per customer has grown uh, 35x no oh, wow yeah so every year number of restaurants net restaurants we sign in fact last 3 years we, i was just looking at our numbers um uh, last 3 years the net number of restaurants per year we have signed has almost remained constant as the new number but our revenue has grown uh, you know 3x and then 3x wow <laughs> that's something you must buy that old gentleman uh, a drink oh, absolutely i am <laughs> uh, no i i i i called him uh, last year i told him uh, i i actually i could not call him last year uh, he wasn't available i called his son uh, i told him this i you know i've been telling this to shubham always uh, that uh, that that was the best i actually tell shubham that thanks for not meeting me in that trip <laughs> because you would not have done anything good to me but that guy did <laughs> nice. this sets a great context for us to do a little deep dive over the past 3 months or 4 months so if you could just start you know uh, sachi since you you know you were talking about operations and and all that uh maybe we could start with looking at the signals uh you know when as they say right i mean uh, you start sniffing smelling things are going to get bad or not perhaps so if you if you could start with the first signals that you started picking uh, from operations point of view and then we can go deeper into this to understand what really happened over past 2 3 months mm-hmm. um so i think now when we look back we see ki okay those signals were really strong but then that the, these things were happening to us probably uh that did not sound that grave so i remember february uh, january february we were running a deal uh, uh in, in indonesia and uh, you know so that was going really well and remotely selling from india that was the biggest single contract uh, we were doing we 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 finalized the product pricing we signed the contract end of february is when we started experiencing delays right in uh, getting the money and uh, we could not figure out and we went into this thing ki oh are they still revaluating are they looking at someone else is the pricing higher but we never you know uh, attributed this delay to the pandemic that had hit the southeast asian market earlier than india uh similarly middle east for us uh, where we have our operations uh, so deals that were actually projected to be closed before 15th of march we started experiencing uh, delays people not responding without any reasons because i think they also did not have any reason then everyone went into the wait and watch mode because uh, things started coming to them their sales were dropping customers were not coming to the restaurants Uh, so so when i look back i think end of february uh, and uh, first two weeks of march where, was where a lot of deals which we were working on for last 
two quarters did not close for us. Uh, so, so that was the first signal. Uh, I also remember in March, we have our uh, biggest trade show. That's the uh, trade show that happens in India for hospitality segment. Uh, the second hint was that our entire team, the entire sales team and the account management team are at our booth for five days at Pragati Medan, Delhi. Uh, and, and no one has time to even have lunch. Like, And that has been our experience for last six years while we've been participating. I can tell you, Pankaj, uh, this time, I think on the second day and the third day, I asked half of my team not to come at the stall because they were, there was no one who was coming mm. for the exhibition. Uh, this was this was third of March. This, this was, was yeah, the, this was way before even India was expecting any action. That something is uh-huh. we we saw you know few people in masks and everyone was confused. Oh, why is it happening? Why are they coming here? Is it really serious? Is something coming to India as well? So I saw a lot of confusions within the team and the customers and the prospects we were meeting. And I can tell you that every day we used to collect two fifty plus leads in past, and this was the time in Ahar we collected twenty two leads in a day. That's it. And so, so that was like a great signal for us to rethink was, okay, something is wrong. And now we can connect the dots between Indonesia, Middle East, and now India. And uh, so, so that was the first hint. And I think that is where uh, we were concerned about the safety. We saw a lot of, you know, uh, people taking precautions of going out. And the team was concerned about, you know, being at the show. We were concerned. So we were there at the show with them uh, all, the, uh, all these days. But I think that is when we, me and Ashish, we went to Bangalore and we decided, okay, uh, let us start our, you know, work from home operations. And uh, yeah, I think I think one one big that hit. That was yeah, tenth of March. I, I yeah, yeah, so third of March, I remember uh, Wingify uh, Paris uh, declared uh, work from home third or fourth of March, mm. and I was I was confused. I was like, why is he overreacting? Uh, I do understand that there is a threat, but uh, how grave is that, and how how justified is it to just uh, suddenly get a 200, 250 people operation work from home overnight, and when when you don't even know how to operate that, and um, I think uh, uh, within next, but but you know like 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 everything we kept on thinking through it, we did not ridicule it. We said we 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 just discussed Kecha, let's internalize this, it, let's see how can we you know work around this. And I think by 10th of March, we personally were very clear that uh, there is a threat after all. And um, and probably it's not worth uh, fighting it uh, or braving it. Uh, let's uh, let's at least get our team uh, to start work from home. Uh, so we declared it on 12th of March, 14th of March onwards, we were we, we went work from home for all our 130, 140 people. And, uh, and our early understanding was that it was a trial run. So, yeah. so that was actually, when you look back, you find you know some of these things really amazing on on 12th of march when we were talking to our team we were saying that it is a work from home for one week <laughs> and uh, let us come back and let us see if we were able to work remotely or not well wow. let us start practicing so uh, but, but i mean we never we never made it to office back okay so so now let's look even more closely, uh, you know, Ashish, especially, you know, even what we were talking about a couple of days ago, right? What what did it trigger? Uh, can you take me through the chain reaction, you know, how bad or tough it was? And then it would be great to sign off the way uh, you were talking about the other day. Uh, you know, so, so, so that will be really amazing. Take, take me through that, uh, the war room. Yeah, so... I- I think I'll give you some context of how life has been overall, right? So we we receive we we receive money every day. We we charge our customers annually one year. One, I mean annually one shot. Um, uh, there is no other plan. Uh, we don't do auto, uh, you know, auto card on file sort of thing. It's a mid market large enterprise business. We have SMB customers, but but a very small, very 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 small part of it. Ten fifteen percent business comes from bottom of the market. So so why it is important is because for us. Regular life was that every day you keep receiving, like your re- revenue hits your bank every day and your collections are pretty straightforward. As Sakshi said that some of the deals did not close, right? If you can hear it right, we were not, we, I mean, we as a company, we, uh, you know, our percentage of closure of deals when we say that this is going to close is very high. So our, our team operates at a very high integrity with respect to, you know, judging and qualifying our prospects, etc. So it, I mean, our, our forecast to reality is not really, the differential is not very high. 
15th of March is when uh, restaurant revenue started dipping and our dashboards started saying that, hey, sales are going down in the restaurants. That means uh, people are taking this virus seriously, but it was not as down for us to really panic. I remember 18th March is when, uh, you know, PM uh, announced uh, a Janta curfew, a one-day curfew on, 20, on 22nd. And uh, trust me, 18th of March evening, restaurant sales was 2% of what it was. Like, oh. like we actually saw 2%. It was almost zero. And we were surprised that what happened. But I think 18th of March, that announcement kind of was like a, you know, the you know, uh, was the announcement, was the alert that, okay, something is coming and this is serious. And then people immediately reacted and restaurant was the first one to get hit. Uh, but for us, it also meant that no rest, no restaurant payment happened from that day. So anybody who had a renewal, anybody who was buying new product and ev- everything just was, was at a halt. And uh, to a point that 18th March, 19th March, 20 March, was the first three days when we saw that there is no money coming to the bank at all, like from any direction. And uh, people were, uh, and, and we were still confused because it is still not locked down yet. It is only a 22nd March announcement. Um, and I think um, we waited till 23rd that, okay, probably things will open up and people will start paying. 24th of March, a lockdown was announced till 14th of April. And from that, it was an absolute radio silence from the world. Uh, till 15th of April, we literally did not receive even one, uh, you know, penny in our bank. Um, and, um, and, and, you know, I, I think optimism is the only currency which any auto- entrepreneur has in abundance. So, uh, we were also raking in that and, and, uh, uh, I remember me and Sakshi were talking in last week of March and we were like discussing that how bad it can be. And I was like, you know what, Let, let's chill, let's wait, uh, let's wait till, first week of april let's see how we close our march quarter and uh, of course there will be some collections after all restaurant industry is not going to shut down and uh, and i think 3rd of april we still had zero money in the bank like new money coming in and that's when we for the first time acknowledged to each other that okay the shit is real and the shit is like far more uh, you know grave than that one each of us can expect um we were still wondering what to do. Uh, we were still wondering whether we will lay off, we will downsize, how bad the situation can be. And there comes, uh, you know, a great call. Anish, uh, Anish Reddy of Capillary, he's a, he's a dear friend. And he called uh, me out of the blue and he asked me, how's it going? What's up? What's happening? And I was like, uh, uh, yeah, it's going, I mean, it's, it's very bad, but I'm not too sure where are we, where are we going with this? He said, how bad do you think it, it is going to be? I said, probably a quarter. And he was like, dude, you need help. Uh, because this is, this is going to be, uh, this is going to be really, really bad. I said, I said, Anish, I understand that. But like, what do you think I sh- we should do? He said, you need to prepare your finances. You need to prepare your runway. You need to make sure that, you know, team is informed and this and that. And I was like, I said, wait, 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 man. This is, this is like overreaction. Uh, he said, no, this is not overreaction. You will not have time to react if you don't overreact right now. And I, I was so uh, taken aback that I did not talk to Sakshi about it because I did not want to complicate it for both me and her. And I said, I thought that okay, while I process this, she should, she should, you know, hold all of it together. I took one more day, and then I had a chat with Sakshi. And Sakshi said, you know, even I wanted to speak to you because I'm even I'm wondering what the hell, where are we going? I think sixth of April, and thanks to Anish, Anish also called me again. So next two days, he kept on pinging me. He kept on asking me, Kia. What have you planned? Is the plan done? And I think I think I think I cannot. We can't thank him. We, enough we can't thank him calls. enough for this, right? So sixth uh, uh, of April is when we when we started planning. We also internalized it by that time that okay, probably this is going to be a zero revenue state, uh, you know, for some time. Uh, we could see on our dashboards that restaurant. I mean, restaurant revenue was literally literally going to towards tending towards zero. We had two percent revenue coming in. If I give you numbers, we used to do, uh, you know, somewhere around 42 crore worth of billing a day. Uh, we were looking at 80 lakhs a day. So, oh. so yeah, this was literally 2% or less. And uh, and less than 7% of our customers, 7% of restaurants in our universe were open for any kind of business. So, you know, from our, it was like less than 500 restaurants were actually open uh, for anything. So, 
so then started this this preparation where um, where we we started looking at how to downsize how to you know control your expenses how to uh, and and what kind of runway can we as a company have uh, if we lower down the expenses and i think for us given that we are not a vc funded or we are not a uh, you know uh, externally funded company when you when you run a revenue funded company in that too in a growth phase where you are literally investing every penny back into the business you don't end up creating a lot of war chest uh, you know always available for you uh, partially that was a lesson partially it was also kind of justified because i don't think anybody ever uh, thought of a zero revenue situation i think pandemic is is new and unprecedented for almost everyone and i don't think people who saw spanish flu are existing today so i can i can very well see that this is this is a first for almost everybody in the world so in from 6 to april 6th april to 16th of april i think our our biggest challenge was how to make sure that our team because because we also felt that see our team is also sitting at home people are helpless uh, they are also watching restaurants not function not functioning day in day out we did not know what kind of emotions they are going through and i'm sure it is a you know i mean we we were very very sure that they must be extremely anxious of what is happening because you know i think by first week of april layoffs the news of layoffs you know in the industry started Uh, especially you know some of the larger uh, well funded players uh, you know they started announcing it very very fast you know especially people who had thousands of people people like oyo etc were were announcing cuts every day so uh, we started taking every each of our uh, you know team member on video calls i think uh, from 6th to even 18th of april me and sakshi we both were on video calls 12 to 14 hours a day we we literally over communicated we made sure that we talked to each and every individual on our team talked to bottom uh, and in multiple you know structures one to one team wise all hands and we were uh, we were not giving them anxiety we were not also telling them ki okay something has happened and we don't know how to do it now uh, i think our job was still to make sure that we we structure and we hold the fort and we tell them what's the plan so um so that's that's when we also realized that probably we will have to lay off probably we will have to furlough certain people probably uh, or, or guaranteedly everybody will have to take a pay cut uh, to sail through this at the same time i think our belief was not gone from only one one part where we were sure that we are an essential product for the restaurant industry so so we are not in the grave danger of let's say shutting down or or something you know something that will go away and will not come back i think but writing was very clear on the wall that that there is going to be this period of sailing through uh you know somehow and it can go from 3 months to 9 months to even 12 months um so uh, whenever i told anish that okay i'm planning to to 6 months he said okay make it triple make it 18 months and i was like boss you are making it extremely difficult for me to even think but i think that was that was a great exercise uh you know now i see uh so yeah so we had to do all the three we we had to we had to unfortunately let go of some of our colleagues um we had to furlough some of them uh for for three months april may and june and then uh, we had to uh, uh everybody in the company took pay cuts uh, uh but you know how we did it i'll uh, you know i i can i can take uh, i can take you through that you go on this is very useful what you are saying because you are actually giving us a sense of what is it being right there you know when this is playing out yeah 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 no i think i think this is for the first, see uh, we, this is also for the first time when we uh, had to uh, you know think of laying off or cutting down your team uh, you know uh, ever i i don't think in in process journey we have had we have had our ups and downs and you know the, those uh, uh, valley of death and those kind of curves but i think uh, we were never we were always lean as a company uh, i think the discipline of not hiring or not doing expenses which we can't you know uh, bear further up uh, we never did that so i think we never had to cut this was the first exercise when we had to really cut purely from the financial reasons economic reasons and uh, and when we started looking at it our first point was that hey are we doing cost cutting or are we are we are we just cutting the top costs or are we trying to see that how can we be more lean how can we be leaner i think we chose the leaner we when we created this possibility with our team we also told them that hey uh, this is not this is not a weight loss activity where you know to lose weight we will also cut down a kidney or a lung 
uh we are based this is a fat losing exercise this is a you know getting leaner exercise this is also an exercise where we want to get in a state where we use the existing resources in the slowest pace possible so that we can we can live longer but after this there is again going to be spring there's a, there's again going to be summer and we will go out and hunt again so we have to be in the best of health uh, when we come out of this so whatever we are doing from today onwards is to keep the health uh you know best while sailing you know through this um so what we did is that we we uh looked at uh, we looked at our entire team in in basically three ways one uh you know people who with best of intent and best of hard work could not uh help in this time when restaurants are shut down when customers are not there when new signups are at their lowest and if this goes on for let's say next 6 months to 9 months these people will not be able to help right for example people in front end customer service or operations or 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 people who just could not could not help at all and in april uh, if we were doing it we still had the capacity to give them severance we still had the capacity to help them outplace we were also afraid of the fact that if we take this decision in june i think i think we won't be able to help them with anything because by then probably we'll be in a worst in a worst situation uh second list we made of the people who uh you know who we would not want to let go if volume comes back because pankaj in this in this time you have to understand that tons of webinars were happening tons of you know people were talking about things all the all the pundits were giving gyan everywhere and people yeah. were talking about v curve l curve i mean i i i heard so many bounce back theories then that that makes you question that what if everything bounces back what if what if next month everything goes to normal and then you are double screwed because because now you don't even have the team uh, you know to take care of it so we basically made a list of people who ideally we would not want to let go but again you know they won't be able to do any good in these you know at least a few months so we gave them furlough we told them that hey guys uh, for april may and june we, we, you know you will have to take a leave without pay but if you take a bet on you know us for this uh one is that we definitely work hard to get you back before 30th of june in case we are not able to we will still pay you severance uh you know post uh, 30th of june um and i can i can actually share numbers uh we had to let go of 19 people out of out of 140 uh mm-hmm. and uh, we had to furlough another 20 people and uh, mm-hmm. we still had 100 plus uh, about 100 people you know on our rolls and i think uh, team to team came together you know very very well because for the people who were staying back we also gave them uh, 20% to 50% uh, pay cut uh, in some cases 10% to 20% additional deferred pay uh, which was still a liability on the company but you know we we will pay them later uh, as a promise and uh, and i think uh, while those 6 to 6th april to 18th april was extremely stressful with this entire activity but one thing i can tell you uh, is that um, i think we were very lucky with respect to our team uh, people people offered further pay cuts i remember uh, we have actually we actually have multiple emails where somebody who you know by slabs got a 30% pay cut wrote an email to us saying ki uh, hi sakshi uh, you know what my family you know people are earning well and it's all i, I mean i can take care of myself so although you have given me 30% pay cut i can part ways with even full salary uh, if it helps uh, the company sail forward for next few months uh, we had emails of people who actually said hey uh, my mom and dad earn well like you, you, you know i'm young enough to not have any liabilities uh, but there is one person on our team who is the single bread earner in the family he has a 50% pay cut uh, so why don't you give my pay to you know that person and and at least help him sail through forward as well and we have multiple like we had multiple instances where uh, you know we had somebody who joined us barely two weeks before uh, this lockdown and uh, he joined the company barely two weeks before lockdown and and you know he was the first one to call up and say hey you know uh, even if you want to give me 80 85% pay cut it's all cool and and you know th- th- this was a mid level you know sort of guy he was not even a you know you know young straight out of college person i think we got so much goodness from all directions and uh, and in this period by the way uh, you know not to paint only a happy picture we were also concerned and uh, you know we were expecting a bad reaction as well 
you're also expecting that some of the people may not take it right yeah. may not may not be in a mental state to take it right may have their own constraints and they may you know act in anxiety and 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 i think in in these uh, in these days we also coached uh, actively all our teammates all our mm-hmm. team leads that okay this is not a performance layoff this is not a layoff uh, you know which we are doing voluntarily this is yeah. this is just a bad time covid is nobody's mistake neither ours nor anybody else's there is a chance that you know you tell a teammate that we have you know we have to un- un- you know unfortunately decide to let them go and they may react in a very very bad way they may they may come back to you in in ways which you can't imagine uh stay calm relax uh this is not the time to even tell your worst performing teammate uh, anything about their performance because uh you are anyway taking away the job from them uh please don't take away the confidence and uh, and they still need to go out and find a job again and you know the fact that they were here uh they were doing something right so let's let's be very very clear i think i think we kept on coaching everyone we kept on coaching ourselves that let's not let's not be nasty to people even if they are nasty to you especially at this time like cut everybody some slack allow them to even rage if at all uh i think uh, out of 140 we had only two cases where somebody reacted wrong and i mm. i think that was also justified that's that's okay you know but uh, but i think from 138 people we got we got a response and we got support which was almost like unreal which was almost like uh, you know whatever we were saying people were people were okay with it and and it felt like that everybody was very objective and everybody you know could internalize the message and the communication very well that that this is you know why is this being done uh uh another thing another very important thing was that once we were done with all this like once we were done done once we were done with the pay cards uh and uh you know for law and uh, <clears throat> and layoffs we also called the team again and this time we created the new possibility with them and and i think that that was that was the most important part of this period and this journey for us we decided not to be not to operate under anxiety in this entire period right we had mm-hmm. choices that either we we operate by crying that oh shit what happened we had to cut down people nobody is paying us restaurant owners are not paying us this and that or we could we could just lie low now that we have already you know cut down expenses to a point that that we don't need to immediately worry about month to month expenses at least uh, you know uh, for for foreseeable future uh next few months so at least let's spend these next few months uh uh much more calmly m- much more you know in peace and focus ahead focus on what is it that we can do now can we can we do things uh which we were planning to do for last one and a half two years and you know because we were on a treadmill we just could not plan them uh products we wanted to work on technical debt operations debt process debt we have let's pay that off and i think that that really turned around this sentiment for us personally for our team uh you know we told our sales teams we told every team that hey you know we are not going to pressurize you for any target per se you know this is this is as much your company but at the same time we have done all we have taken all these steps because we don't want to operate in anxiety and do wrong so let's not let's not give away discounts to new customers because we are in desperation to get money uh yeah. let's not let's not do wrong with our existing customers by asking them money because we desperately need it okay. so we basically cut down all the desperation all 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 uh, all anxiety from the process and we told everyone that guys let's let's go back to life as is in fact let's learn remote work let's start uh, let's start learning and enjoying that because uh, because this is actually going to be longer than what we expect so uh, so we cannot work remotely thinking that okay this is only 2 months or this is only 200 days or 300 days or or whatever this is going to be long enough that we internalize it well so so that that part uh, ended uh, and by this time by 18th of april we still had zero new money in the bank so we also figured that that probably the zero revenue situation is going to continue for next 6 months and uh, we probably will have to sail through that but i think something turned after after 14th or 15th of april uh, this was also the time when india officially was supposed to unlock and then pm came and he extended the lockdown till 3rd of may and we saw a change in sentiment like a massive change in sentiment 
wherein restaurant owners suddenly said, I mean, they also realized that this is going to be longer and they started working on their plan, plan B. Suddenly we started getting new uh, leads on uh, 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 cloud kitchens, delivery kitchens. People started, you know, reconfiguring their business. People started opening up. In fact, our 500 customers, which were like in, during the lockdown, we only had 500 restaurants open out of 8,000 or, or 7,000 in India. And uh, suddenly those 500 became 900, you know, so every day we could see more restaurants were opening back for, for business and delivery. And from 18th April to 30th of April, we actually saw uh, that our sales team was full. They were, they had, they had their quota full with leads, with demos. They did not have time. Our website traffic actually touched uh, crossed our previous high, our pre-COVID high. Uh, wow. So this, yeah, this was the other side of, you know, confusion because we were like, okay, did we miss something and and is everything going to be all right? But but I think in, in these 15 days, we also realized that, okay, probably time between April, March and April was the period of shock for the entire world. And now that people have, you know, kind of absorbed the shock and figured that, okay, this is going to be, you know, for long, they have started coming back to their plan B and plan C and they've started working on it. So we were not making sales, by the way, just to clarify. But pipeline was, you know, building. Like there, there were people who were taking two hours worth of demo, three hours worth of demo. People were taking deep dives. I can tell you some of the some of the prospects who, you know, our team was never able to le- reach, let's say, the CEO. Now CEO was coming online and spending two hours on the demo because it was on Zoom. Nobody needs to travel anywhere. So we started seeing the positive uh you know uh, uh things in in this in the in this covid time and we did not by the way close uh, april with zero revenue after all uh we did uh, uh you know around like some percentage uh, revenue uh, from zero but that also came from a lot of our existing customers who started paying their renewals and uh, in part so so what happened is that any customer who was now opening again for delivery, uh, you know, we were an essential product. They were supposed to start with tech and uh, and we started getting paid. But we also did not want to make it a, a ransom situation for them that if you don't pay, we will not, you know, operate your product. So so we converted on the business side, we converted our entire sales team into an account management team. We told our sales team, guys, uh, this is not the time when you need to demand money, you know, from the customers. They are also pandemic hit. We can see, uh, you know, that they are not making money. So uh, call each of them. Call all the customers who you have dealt with in past three years or who you have signed up. Uh, tell them that, hey, this is not a demand. Uh, we are not going to demand any money for that matter. In fact, uh, let us know how can we help you with technology. So any technology stack which Possist has available and it can be you know, it can be used to resurrect your business, reconfigure your business. And, you know, to give you an example, we have a large, uh, you know, uh, segment of fine dine and restaurant bars who do not do delivery, who are not delivery and takeaway businesses primarily. And COVID, you know, pushed them to the corner and made them think uh, all this. So uh, we, we basically, uh, you know, started giving them cloud kitchens. We started giving them our delivery kitchen tech. And, and we also told our customers that if even if you're not able to pay us for the entire year, pay us whatever you want and can, because we are also COVID hit. But even if you don't pay, we're not gonna we're, we're not gonna bug you at all. I think it also changed your revenue mix, right? Like you discovered new customers uh, who you know we, we were talking about international. Yeah, customers. I'll come to that. I mean that that was that was largely what happened in May, but uh, in April, whatever we got was. Uh, that we got a higher commitment. I mean, we could clearly see that our com- customers were more committed. Uh, you know, we could clearly see that, okay, you know, our, our enterprise customers are not going away. Nobody's nobody's technically shutting down. Everybody's going to gonna come back and we are still going to remain the choice. Like there is not going to be any voluntary um, churn uh, from this entire thing. And that was very important for us. Yeah, so, I mean, on the revenue mix, uh, you know, whatever leads we got in April and, you know, team started working on that. In May, we started getting new customers. So this was the second part of the you know new phenomena which we were discovering. We started getting leads from almost uh, you know I mean so many different countries where we did not even market. We we actively sell in uh, you know five large geographical regions. We have customers in twenty plus countries, but but still there were countries outside of this which we are not actively you know marketing for. 
and uh, these leads uh, started converting very fast uh, in may uh, first week uh, we started getting some few early wins and team was ecstatic because it was extremely extremely important for our sales teams our i mean actually every team's confidence that even in these times we can make new sale um, and um, i think that we, we then we never looked back i think may uh, you know we did revenue which was uh, 3x of what we did in april and uh, and uh, a large part of that was uh, you know new business coming from countries where we did not uh, sell before so we signed up customers in seven new countries uh, 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 some of them i would not want to even name aajkal mahol nahi hai batane ka ki aap kidhar business kar rahe so yeah <laughs> <laughs> so so but but yeah so i think uh, that that happened and we discovered one thing because we were also surprised that what is what is it that we are missing like why this country is responding and we are able to quickly close the deal because our sales cycles actually pankaj got shortened and this is something which me and sachi were um, you know discussing with somebody and it um, it dawned on us yesterday we did not know that our sales cycles have shortened somebody oh yeah 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 mm-hmm. yesterday i was talking to uh, arun venkatachalam and muthu murgappan of murgappa group uh, they are one of our investors and uh, we were on an update call with them and while we were talking about all this Muthu asked that, uh, "Hey Ashish, uh, did uh, uh, did you did, did this shorten the sales cycle for you?" And we and then we started thinking that uh, yes and no. Yeah, and then, I mean, I mean, one thought that came on that call was that okay, it's extreme, right? I mean, we are experiencing two cases. One, if someone is taking demos, probably they are taking too longer because they're not sure when they'll open up. But on the other side, if someone is closing. the sales cycles have actually gone really really short right i mean for enterprises uh, where generally it used to take like 3 months in all good days uh, i can tell you last week we closed one of the enterprise in middle east and my sales cycle was uh, i think less than 2 weeks with that from wow. first demo to contract yeah so so we we basically it dawned on us yesterday that whichever sale is closing is actually closing very very fast and uh, and whichever is not closing i mean it it's not closing because probably the other party is still exploring they they have not really decided yet but decision to sale is very quick uh i think i can i can sum up our entire uh, this pandemic situation and the opportunity around it is as uh, around it as this is an ultimate flattening of the world right so so why we could sign customers in seven new countries in this period is because suddenly every restaurant owner in probably 196 countries across the globe have the same problem for the first time they have the same problem and they need the same solution for it so as soon as they are one is that they are hunting for that solution without borders across the globe and if they get the solution they basically are taking it immediately without you know worrying about where are you from and will you be able to service or not because now restaurant owners know that service is going to be online everything is going to be online demo is going to be online um and earlier we used to sell we used to sell that we we had to we had to convince restaurant owners in some other country saying hey we don't have a customer in your country but uh don't worry we'll take care of it and some people used to get convinced some people not uh this is a time where people are just asking for the problem and the solution and if you have it boom you know you're on so uh, so yeah i think may may is when we uh, when we also started making sales in the last week of may in india and uh, you know india started opening again after 18th of may and uh, we saw we saw some great sentiment happening there and uh, this has continued till june so in june um, we were actually able to do much better than may uh, continuing from april and um, and uh, you know great news is uh, that we were able to actually get all our all our 20 for lot people back uh, on the team uh, we also uh, two days back uh, rolled back partial pay cuts so so from 20% to 50% whatever pay cuts happened across the team uh, you know now the percentage of the pay cuts is far lesser uh, for each individual as well, as well as the aggregate team so uh, so all i i think um, i think what we have learned in this period is now we have um, we have changed our reference line so now we don't really look at what's happening with us from 15th of march we look at it from 15th of april uh, <laughs> our new normal our new normal is post pandemic and uh, you know from new normal we are doing far far better than you know what it was um, we are far away from what 
we where we were on 15th of march uh, but i think that is okay we I, i think this is this is a this is an opportunity to not only um, um you know rebuild the business but actually rebuilt it in a in a very different way so our revenue mix for example india versus outside has also changed as of now like as i'm speaking to you uh, earlier we were like 35% uh, outside uh, of india and 65 70% was still india and right now our revenue is 80% outside 20% india so i think being a little more diversified and global also helped us you know way more than what we would have believed in a normal day uh uh i think india also uh, as an economy or any third world for example for for that matter any developing economy is going to is also going to grow much slower from covid and uh and i think first worlds and developed economies are going to bounce back much better what we can see in us so we are also banking on banking on you know more global pay, play and and all the opportunity it is bringing right now this has so many deep insights i mean you mix uh, everything from digital disruption to you know organizational readiness and uh, learning on the fly amazing uh, ashish and sakshi i think this is this is going to be quite a playbook i'm i'm, I'm sure the war is not over yet yeah. this is a battle <laughs> but uh, this is amazing and you know god speed with the battles ahead uh, Thank you. and the war ahead. but this one will surely inspire lots of people so thank you sakshi and thank you ashish for being on this thanks thanks, thanks pankaj thanks for thanks for inviting us. and thanks for yeah. listening to us